to the Kentucky Dad Podcast brought to you by SB Nation's A Sea of Blue. I'm Big Blue Drew and excited to be back on the Dad Podcast. It's been a long time. I apologize if you're a regular listener to the Sea of Blue Podcast. We skipped a week or so just with some family emergency type stuff. So glad to be back and especially glad to be on a Dad Podcast. Um, We have another slice of the Big Blue Express pie here today. So if you listened last time, we had Randy from the Big Blue Express on. And now I learned, which is his cousin, um, Adam Griggs is joining us, the business raptor. Thank you, Adam, for coming on. Hello, Drew. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, it's going to be fun. So you're always somebody, um, you're an extremely witty guy, and I enjoy following you on Twitter. So I actually wanted, we always start with TV and movie dads, which we're going to get to in a second. Um, but I actually wanted to ask you a different All question. Right. So, so you're very, um, like I said, you're very funny on Twitter. And I know that you've actually had a couple, what I would deem as a viral tweet, maybe even several. I know that we all, every time all of us probably put out a tweet, we think that's the one everyone's going to resonate with us. But tell us a little bit, Adam. I know you've had a couple big time tweets, right? Oh, yeah. Um, it's funny. The, when I think I have one like, oh, this is a really good one, it'll get two likes and maybe one retweet. But then ones that I think are just okay might take off. So it's it's funny. But um, the, the best one I had, or the most viral one anyway, was um, I think it's the one I've – I don't know if I've got it pinned. I think I've got it pinned right now after Jeremy Pruitt got fired. I put it back up there. But it was um, a, a Tennessee dig. So those usually go over pretty well, but the flood of hate that comes in from Vol Twitter, um, whenever you put up a Tennessee tweet, especially if it goes a little bit viral, it's it's really worth living for, just getting the hate from them. I'm sure. And then I, the one that I remember the most um, was the Roy Williams one. I guess that was last year when they weren't going to make the tournament anyway. And I think you put something on there just about like, oh, they're, they're not going to, you know, they're choosing to sit out of the tournament, Roy Williams said, or something like that, right? Yeah, that was that was like three days before COVID um, ruined the tournament for everybody. I mean, that might have been the night that the SEC tournament got canceled or something. So I, I think I eventually went on there and just like said, please don't comment or retweet on this one anymore because it just stinks too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I know. I was just kind of opening that wound each time. All right, last thing, then we'll move on from this. But you also are one of the only people that I know of, literally, that has been retweeted by Coach Calipari's account. He never does that. Yeah, that one really surprised me. Um, his daughters, if they both kind of interacted with the tweet. It was the Dolly Parton Challenge last year. Okay. And I, I just Googled, like, cow without a shirt just to get the the, the funny um, Tinder part of that. And the funniest picture came up. So, yeah, I, I've got a retweet from Cal on a tweet that had his nipples on it. <laughs> I know. it's great. And, it, yeah, exactly. Even the content of the tweet would make me think that it was even less likely um, to come from his account. So, who knows if that was him, TJ Beisner, whoever's doing it. But that was well done. So, make sure you're following Adam again from Big Blue, Big Blue Express. He's kind of their football guy. You can follow him at Business Raptor. Um, but you know how it goes. I know you've listened to a few episodes, probably at least the one with your cousin. So hit us up with your um, – who's your TV or movie dad? This is 
I've thought about this all day, and it is the hardest question. Um, I, I know I listened to an episode where you talked about King of the Hill, and I'm a huge King of the Hill guy. So I wanted to give a shout-out to Dale Gribble on being such a good dad to Joseph, even though that's John Redcorn's boy. <laughs> I might have mentioned that because I know I, I was, like, deep in the King of the Hill game, like, over the last month or so. I'm, I'm, I'm weaning myself off a bit. But, yeah, I think I mentioned that, too. Yeah, he's um, he's an, like, unequivocal good dad, and he always is trying to do the right thing for Joseph, um, even though he, he's the only one that doesn't know the deal. Right. Yeah, but right. my, my official answer, I think, for a TV dad would be Dan Connor from the show Roseanne. Nice. Why, why is that? He's, yeah, got a little, uh, he's got a little, like, little, little fieriness to him. Yeah, he does. Um, I guess the reason I like him is he's he's not a rich dad. He's He struggles. Um, he's a big guy. I'm a big guy. So, I don't know. I just sort of connect to Dan. Um, and the uh, – there's there's times that he's he can be like the, just the sweetest dad, and then other times you can tell his kids are driving him crazy, and he screams at them. And uh, yeah, that's pretty he was much one of the best dads. He was like one of the best dads on TV that I felt like he was so believable when he was angry. Like he would have those certain episodes. I was I used to watch Roseanne where like man he'd get in that deep voice and just like rip someone apart. And uh, yeah, you said it, man. I agree. You definitely have a little Dan Connor thing going. So that's a good one because uh, you're right. I think that I see a lot of myself in that one too because he is he can be a softy, but uh, when he loses his temper, man, he's a scary dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> I try not to be too scary, but, yeah, I think it does come out sometimes. <laughs> All right. Well, my TV dad, I'm not sure if anyone picked up on the song, but I've been touting it a lot. So um, one of my all-time favorite Disney movies, my, it was one of my daughter's favorites when she was little, and now my son has adopted it, is a Goofy movie. Both of them are good, but the original is the best. So uh, my dad is Goofy. Um, he's, he's the man. It's kind of very similar to you. He's like a tall, goofy dude, which very much is um, similar to me. But So I played the standout Powerline song. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw this week I bought a Powerline um, Tour 95 shirt. I mean, it, I just literally opened it a minute ago. So kick-ass song, kick-ass movie. I'm really glad that uh, I remembered it and stumbled upon Goofy. I like the scene also, Adam, where um, he teaches his uh, Max Goofy the perfect cast. I like the perfect cast scene. Have you seen that movie? I, I remember seeing that movie a long time ago, and I remember walking away from it thinking, like, that, that's a dad that sacrifices. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's the ultimate sacrificial dad. He is. He's big time into just like he wants to, he's a little overly involved, which is the problem in the show or the movie or whatever, because he always wants to be digging into Max's life. But we're kind of all that way. Um, you know, we don't want to see the kids go off to college, et cetera. So big shout out to Goofy. I'm, um, that's my guy. He's always been my favorite Disney character. So I'm glad this week I watched that a few times and um, remember to, to shout him out as my TV dad. But let's keep it moving, man. We fired you know, we're we're out. Go ahead. I was going to say, what sticks out to me about that movie is what I remember about it is there's a song in it where he says the word cat catastrophe and he pronounces it catastrophe. Yeah, <laughs> there, there is. There's some like, there's like some low key, like slide ins that, that Goofy has it um, that are really funny. But yeah, that that's a great movie. Like I said, first one in the second one, go hard. So watch that. Um, but yeah, man, we can rapid fire some of these topics to so make sure we don't miss any. So we probably snuck this one in. So we actually, um, we were scheduled kind of, we normally do these almost always around seven or eight after dinner, after bass. After the kids are kind of settled in, um, I was more than happy to get it done before then for some relaxing. But that being said, the first question um, that we really try to ask is, I guess, what, what's, the, um, what's the Griggs family dinner plan tonight? Tonight we are all um, on separate. I had uh, meetings after work today, 
So I ended up sitting by myself in a restaurant eating a salad, <laughs> but oh, that wow. is not a typical night. I didn't expect our, that. Our typical night, yeah, um, our typical night is we try to all sit. I've got two boys, so we try to all sit, all four of us at the table, and have like a we, – we make that very intentional in our life to have a family meal together. That And lately I've been trying to help my wife cook a little bit. I kind of enjoy getting in the kitchen with her, and it's kind of a good thing for us too. Nice. I know it's a big, it's a big chore for us. We're, we're the same way, you know, save money and then just obviously nothing's open and all that stuff. So we do, I would say a solid four nights a week. Um, you know, we'll make dinner, I guess five, it really. And then a couple of nights, you know, we'll do the DoorDash or whatever. So we're keeping it real easy tonight. Taco night. We've had that one dialed up. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on tonight. So taco night, super easy. We'll get that one done. And I always forget, Adam, so I apologize. We should probably start um, with your family makeup here on the Kentucky Dad podcast. So I know you have two boys that's in your like kind of your Twitter profile, but tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, um, well, my wife and I met at EKU and we got married when we were 21. Mm. Um, so we had our first son in 2007. So he's 13 now. And um, then we had our next son in 2013, so he is seven now, getting ready to turn eight. Really, we, we, we kind of live out in the country in a rural, rural area, so we um, kind of live a low-key lifestyle, and it's, it's really quiet where we live. Both my boys are in virtual school right now, so I'm sure that's familiar with most dads out there dealing with that. But my oldest is um, a lot like me. He loves sports, and he'll sit and watch football, basketball, if hockey's on, we'll watch hockey, just any kind of competition that's on. We, we've sat and watched cornhole together before. Mm-hmm. I mean. Now, I keep hearing that a lot with, with the two kids. Cause I, I, I have two kids. Now, my daughter was actually born in 2007, too. She just turned 13 in December, and then now I have the two-year-old, so my life's very chaotic. And um, I noticed that in my kids, man, they're, they're so different in so many ways. And I feel like that's a very common theme with people that have multiple kids. It's like one's all in on sports, one's not so much, so – that's neat. And what about your son that, that likes sports, the older one? Does he think it's so cool that his dad goes and covers the football games? Because I, I know you're at Kroger Field for most of them. Yeah, he he's pretty jealous of that. Um, well, he goes to a lot of EKU football games with me, and we sit in the stands together. Um, but, yeah, he's pretty jealous about going to Kroger Field. I took him to the Tennessee game, um, not this past season, but, the, you know, last time we had him at home when Lynn got stopped on the one. Mm. Um, I didn't get credentialed for that game. So I went and I sat in the stands with him for that. But yeah, he, he thinks it's really cool. And then if I come home and, you know, it just, just the fact that I was on the field within a few feet of Benny Snell at the end of the game, it kind of blows his mind. Nice, nice. Very cool, man. I figured he would, he would think that's neat. So hopefully you guys get to keep building those memories up. And I think I might know the answer to the next question because I feel like I've seen you slug a Mountain Dew. I could be totally wrong about that. But um, so next question we always like to ask is kind of really gets to know you a little bit better with one question. And that is, in your daily routine, do you drink more coffee, soda, or alcohol? Lately, I've been on a kind of a health kick. I've been trying to lose um, weight, and I've had some success. So coffee is the answer now. But in the last 10 years of my life, it's definitely been alcohol. I'm a, a beer drinker. I like okay. craft beer. I like Miller Lite, Miller High Life. Like it, I don't have many beers that I don't care for. So that's usually my answer, but lately it's been coffee. 
Nice. Okay. Yeah. I know a lot, especially when you have a busy lifestyle, I know a lot of people uh, hit up the coffee route. I've been fortunate. It's like one of those things where I've always just like actively avoided it. Cause if I, I don't know what I'm missing, I'll, I'll be straight with it. So I've kind of always done that with coffee pretty much never drank it much at all. So feel a little fortunate because that's the last thing I need is, is another like thing that I have to have every day. Yeah. That'd be like me picking up cigarettes or something right now. I've got enough <laughs> bad habits. So why not? Well, I'll start another one. Right. That's kind of how I figured. I always saw, I was like, man, if I don't ever have that, that first cup and get that little coffee jolt, maybe even enjoy the taste, then I should be smooth forever. And honestly, too, I know um, for coffee drinkers, man, that stuff gets expensive. It does. It does. Yeah. And, we, and I try to drink as much of it as I can at home. And in my office at work, I've got a Keurig in there. But if I go out for coffee, it's always, that, that adds up real quick for the week. What do you do for work, um, Business Raptor? I actually I work in a shoe store, so you would have thought Al Bundy would be my TV dad, <laughs> right? Um, but there's a shoe store in Richmond that when I went to EKU, I started working there my second semester, and I got an English degree and didn't want to be a teacher, so staying at the shoe store sort of worked out for me. But I managed that store, and and I I love it. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's you know like when you look at baseball cards when you're a kid. You read the stats on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my job is kind of like that with reading stats on how shoes sell and then order more for the store. So my, my years of pouring over just baseball card after baseball card have come in handy with a, kind of a statistical mind, I guess. Nice. Well, speak, I mean, since you brought it up with baseball cards and stuff, so again, if you follow me on Twitter, you might have seen a few of this, but over the last couple of weeks, I've tried to integrate myself into this absolute insane world of trading cards. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the scene right now, Adam, but it's absolutely bananas to get your hands on basketball cards, baseball cards, and football cards, mainly basketball though. Basketball is really taking over. So it is a nutso hobby. I've got a couple of Tyler Hero rookie cards now and they were not cheap. Oh yeah. I've been seeing that. I think maybe I've seen a tweet or two from you too. And I'm really happy to see that come back up. I don't know if it's a hobby that I'm I'm going to be game for getting into, but it's going to be kind of hard to resist, especially with so many Kentucky players in the NBA right now. So a Tyler Hero card would be a good possession. Yeah, that's what I'm obviously kind of going after former cats. But, man, I'm in it for the thrill of the chase. Like, I want the unopened packs, even though they say that's not that's not the way to do it. But I'm telling you, man, like, when I first started looking into this about a month ago, I mean, there's been some really nice people online that, um, you know, do this kind of for a living that have hit me up and gave me some education, which was much needed. And they'll straight up tell you, don't even try to go to Target, Walmart, the computer. There's robots. They camp out in the Walmarts. But my local Target, I'm not saying which one on the podcast, is like one of the only ones that kind of started a structured system of like arriving super early in the morning and then they text you if they have any. So my butt woke up real early today um, and went and did that and did not get any. But uh, whatever, I'm going to try again tomorrow. But, yeah, man, look, just look some of those stuff up. It's crazy. And I'm really excited, too, Adam, because I think about – Maybe Marches, they keep telling me, um, you know, the, the new ones will be out and I will be in the market for some quickly and Tyrese Maxey, no doubt. Good to be getting up early. <laughs> I know, man, that's the thing. I'm like, that's kind of just how I am. It's funny you say that because my wife always says that I have like all kinds of ventures. Like this is a perfect example of sitting here doing this now. But I find if I like have too much, like nothing keeping my mind like stimulated and I kind of just get like down in the dumps and grumpy. So it's usually good to keep me rolling. She's actually been awesome too. My wife is... um 
helping me out. She actually was the one that was going to go pick them up today. So got a good team effort there. But speaking of going, kind of keeping in lines with like the, the tight family knit stuff, man, this, this is a tough question. I don't just started asking this a few weeks ago, but uh, Mr. Griggs, do you remember the last time you had like a good cry? Let's see. That's, that is tough. That's um, a tough question. It, it's, it's more recent than I would like to admit. <laughs> I try to be a tough guy, but really I, I am a soft guy. Um, but a few weeks ago, my wife went out to dinner with a friend and the boys were home and I said, all right, guys, I got on Disney plus and I knew remember the Titans was on there. I love that movie and they'd never seen it. And I put that on and it's that specific part in the movie. Jerry's in the hospital and Julius comes in to see him that it gets me every time. So I, I can see my oldest son, he's fighting back the tears. And I'm just like, all right, I'll be an example. I'm going to let it pour. That part always gets me. Yeah, I know, man. I, I feel it. Movies definitely get me. Like, I'm, it's, I don't care. Like, I think movies just kind of like – it's also like kind of similar, I think, to like uh, my temper. Like, I can – you know, like my Jeep. My Jeep's been giving me all kinds of problems. Like, huge $2,000 replacements. You know, pay the check engine light um, comes on the second I drive away. The place is like, oh, sorry, something else. So, like, that's the type of stuff that would set most people off, off the edge, right? And I'm just kind of chill about it all. You know, stuff happens. And then I, like, can't get the car door open or spill something and I'm just like breaking stuff so <laughs> what about father figures in your life Adam um, I always like to give people the opportunity to kind of talk about um, anyone I guess really um, in your life that kind of shaped the dad that you are today yeah you know really I'm, I'm considering myself to be maybe the luckiest person I know as far as that goes because my parents divorced when I was four and um, my dad just maintained an awesome relationship with me throughout my life and still I still have him. Um, and then my mom remarried um, and my stepdad, I got a great relationship with him too. And they're, they're very different people, my dad and stepdad, and they, but they both bring so many different strengths that they've passed along to me. Um, so I've, just through the power of observation and the older I get, I've learned to appreciate how much I've learned from the two of them so it's kind of like, you know, you're lucky. A lot of guys are lucky to get a good dad in their life. It's not a given. Um, but I definitely have two really good dads in my life. And then I've also got um, my boss at the shoe store. He's he's a great business mentor to me, mm-hmm. and he's always taking good care of me. And then my, Randy's dad has just been an incredible influence on my life. He's he's always included me. If, he, if Growing up, if um, Randy um, from Big Blue Express I'm talking about, if he had tickets to a Reds game, they would always get that fifth ticket and take me with them. Um, so just little things like that have impacted me incredibly throughout my life. Nice. So it sounds like you guys kind of like grew up together, did all the like kids stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. We, he's a year older than me, but we were always at the same schools and um, we, we trust, I mean, we try to see each other pretty often. Now we, we tweet back and forth and text back and forth constantly too. So, yeah, we're we're pretty tight. That's that's kind of the tightest family I've got outside of my immediate family. Nice man, it's absolutely awesome too. You guys have gotten you know Big Blue Express off the ground the way that you have because I mean it's not every everybody has a you know a podcast or a website or whatever nowadays, but you know they're one of the the handful that you know has built it up and got credentialed. And I know I know Randy and you guys really bust your butts on it. Oh yeah, Randy and Amy have done an incredible job um, getting that going. And I I listened to the, your conversation with Randy, and he gave you a lot of credit to Amy. And she he's right. Anything she's ever done, she's really good at. We played toy and softball one year, 
and she was playing third base. And it's like she was really good at that. I, and I realized, like, she's good at everything. So the pictures she takes for Big Blue Express are really, really good. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, she's awesome. I was actually – um, and we talked about that with Randy, if you didn't listen, but she was a great mentor to me kind of on the road as I was learning photography on the fly, like everything about it, the etiquette, obviously the picture-taking part. And just over the last few weeks, I have to post some of these on the, the Cats by 90 or Dad Pod page, so make sure you're following those at Cats by 90 and at Kentucky Dad Pod, like Dad Bod. Um, but I've been going through and, like, printing some of my pictures out, and, like, it's amazing, man, just to, to remember some of them, taking some of those photos, like, from the Louisville basketball game, um, I guess the last time they played it or not the last time, the time before that sort of been, I guess, 2020, 2019, I guess. Um, and it's cool, man. I know she was a big part of helping me out with a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, you guys do do awesome stuff. What about, Adam, uh, COVID coping? So, I mean, hell, we're almost a year into this now, but I always do talk, especially you mentioned you're kind of in a rural area. So, how have you and the family just kind of digested COVID and, and try to keep your, you know, your spirits up, I guess? We have um, a, a tight-knit group of friends that we stay in contact with um, pretty regularly. We don't get to see them as often as we'd like, but back in the summer, it seemed like things were relaxing, so we would see them just a little bit. Um, but we have, you know, weekly Zoom meetings. Zoom meetings aren't fun, but we have weekly Zoom meetings with them and, and try to keep some sanity by just talking to other people outside of the house. But really, we've... Just just the nature of the way we are in my family is we don't mind to hunker down a little bit. It's getting kind of old, and I think it affects my youngest son mm-hmm. in a negative way more than it does anyone else. But um, there's a lot of positives that have come out of COVID because it's given opportunities to be around um, your family more. Like, it, like you said earlier, the restaurants are often closed, so you end up, you know, at home, like I wouldn't be at home eating dinner as often as I am probably um, instead of being out somewhere. So um, as bad as the virus is, um, we've been blessed to have some good things come from it. Yeah. One thing I've noticed, I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday is that like we were, you know, pre-COVID, we live in like a really good restaurant area of Louisville. Like we were at least, you know, two nights a week. It was just like a thing to do. You know, we plan maybe on the weekend or whatever. Me and my wife will go out to dinner, a lot less with the baby. But that was just kind of our typical routine throughout our relationship. But now that we're a year into COVID, like I really don't have any desire to go back and sit at a restaurant. I just feel like for one, it's like the wait. I just like, I'm like, I don't want to go sit down and wait for my drink and then wait for it to come back and order. It just kind of seems like a dumb thing to, you know, to do with the regularity that we did. So I actually think my like going out to eat portion will be like greatly reduced, even if I'm spending the money and doing like door, you know, DoorDash or whatever, taking it home. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right about that. That's something I would have thought I would have missed real bad, but after a year of not getting to do it as much, that's not one of the things I miss at all. So, I, agree. I, I normally don't ask you a lot, man, but we're, um, we got some time left here. We'll start wrapping up a little bit, but what's your thoughts on this, um, Kentucky basketball team? Well, it's, it's frustrating. I try to be, and I know one of the things I appreciate about your coverage is you're always a, a positive guy. You're not just going to rip on a player, or, um, or, or even the coach, but it's, it's really been a frustrating year. Um, it just, just, it seems like every time something starts to work, then that gets taken away. Um, so, uh, you know, Cal's the man. I, I, I would sign, you know, my name under a lifetime contract for him too. But he – I think he's really had some um, shortcomings this year on maybe just 
given into stubbornness more than anything. I think he's just at a loss for what to do with the team. I would like to think that they're going to get it together. Um, and, there, and there's moments where it looks like, you know, this team could win the SEC tournament. But mm-hmm. right now it's looking like that's for sure the only way um, into the big dance for them. And um, I don't – my odds for them doing it, you know, aren't as optimistic as they usually are. Yeah, I know. I was I was really beating that optimism drum during and after the LSU game. I went on the Big Blue Insider last night with Dick Gabriel for the, their statewide show, which comes on Mondays. Please check that out, too. WLAP on the um, iHeartRadio. And, you know, we were talking, and it's just like – like I said, I was pretty optimistic after the LSU game. I thought that the team turned a corner. I really did. I still believe that they did. The problem is we've learned, you know, against Alabama that the, the turn wasn't sharp enough. And, you know, maybe this team just doesn't have it. It's, it's definitely starting to concern me now if they can put three games together, maybe four, if, you know, they, they keep struggling and have to play on Thursday in the SEC tournament. And at this point, I just don't see it happening. And it's just so frustrating, man, because it comes down to one simple thing. I mean, this team just can't score the basketball. Like, you can look at every other aspect of the game, and they might not be elite, but they're serviceable. I think, it, you know, all that other stuff would have worked itself out, especially, I mean, defensively, they're pretty damn good. But just can't score the basketball, man. That, that extremely frustrates me as a Kentucky basketball fan that we basically, Adam, thought that they played fairly well on Tuesday night. Not great, but I'd say, you know, they didn't put out a clunker. I mean, they were fighting hard. And they don't even break 60 points. It's, like, miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, and they have turnovers at the worst times possible. Mm-hmm. Um, the Florida game this year was – I think there was only two turnovers, and I didn't realize that until someone tweeted out the stat after the game. But only two turnovers, and one of them was, um, I think, an offensive foul or something like that on a box out. But um, I've, I've never seen a team struggle with that so bad on just passes. They've got n- no power behind them. And it's not – you can't really point at one guy and say he's the one that's a bad passer. It's it's the whole team. It seems like it's just like a, a contagious thing for them. Yeah, it really is. I mean, like I said just just turnovers in bad spots. Their guard play is just atrocious. But I know the the free throw disparity. There was a lot to complain about on Tuesday night. That ball could have bounced a, a few different ways, or from a call standpoint, I guess, and things could have been a lot different. But all that being said, that team was in the game with just a couple minutes to go, maybe two three minutes to go. They had a chance to really do something. You can't blame Calipari if you ask me. There wasn't one coaching decision. Um, people will say, I guess, that Devin Askew was out there, but I don't think that the game was going to necessarily change. They might have played a little better. But, again, at the culmination of all this, you have to have guys that can go out and make plays in a, in a game in a time like that. Kentucky typically does, and this year they just don't. And to me, it's, it's kind of as simple as that. Yeah, it would be great to have a – I mean, it doesn't have to be quite even as good as Emmanuel quickly, but a guy like that that you know you, you put the ball in his hands and he can make something happen. Um, it's, it's just there's not been a step-up guy. Yep, yep. All right, man. Well, um, let's, uh, let's, let's do our dad jokes real quick. I'll go first because I'll let you go first on the um, on favorite TV dad and stuff. So I just, I just dialed up a couple. So I'm going to do two. All right, first one, first dad joke, Kentucky Dad Podcast. I offered my elderly neighbor $20 to try her new stair lift. I think she's going to take me up on it. All right, that's number one. Number two, it says, um, yeah, I'm really getting addicted to drinking brake fluid, but don't worry, I can stop anytime. <laughs> <All right. 
All right. That's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Not, you know, they're so bad, maybe they're good. But all right, man, I know that uh, I know you at least told me you could beat Randy's dad joke. I don't actually I think I remember what his is actually. So um bar was set pretty low with Randy, I guess. So what do you got? <laughs> all right. Hopefully you haven't heard this one, but maybe you have. All right. Uh, what was Beethoven's favorite fruit? Ooh, what? Banana. <laughs> man, that is a good I don't know. I haven't heard that one. Nice, man. Well done. And also, well done. I was going to mention a meme I saw today. You, I know you've got a daughter, um, but there was a meme I saw with a girl, and she said, it said, Dad, can you put my hair in a bun? And then it showed her hair wrapped up with a hot dog bun. <laughs> I know, man, dude. I, I never really mastered the art of the hair. I got okay. I took pictures a few times I did it, but, yeah, that's a good one. I know, I, Man, the dads that are really good at hair, they amaze me. Good, go for them. Yeah, yeah. I'm always impressed. Well, good stuff, man. You're awesome. Like I said, if you're not following Adam from Big Blue Express, please do that at Business Raptor. Um, he's a great follow. Definitely funny guy. Um, Big Blue Express is awesome, too. And make sure you're following um, all of us at Big Blue Drew 33, at Kentucky Dad Pod, and at Cats by 90. Um, again, we're going to try to ramp up the podcast coverage a little bit. Just we're busy like everyone else and, you know, multiple things going on. So um, good stuff, though, Adam. I appreciate you, man. And we will talk to everybody next time.